This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're visiting with Kathy Snow and Paul Leach, who are the coordinators of the second annual Valley Strong Community Dinner, which is Wednesday, September 20th, beginning at 5.30. Last year's event was a uh, huge success. Kathy, in a few sentences, could you describe the community dinner and what, what goes on for, for the few people that missed it last year? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a dinner that's on Main Street, and we've invited anyone who lives in the uh, Wet Mountain Valley to attend. And we provide the main course and the dessert, and others host tables and, and bring everything else, all of the cutlery and tablecloths and side dishes. Um, but the purpose of it is so that everyone can just have a dinner together after the tourist season and kind of say goodbye to the tourists and hello <laughs> to each other. Paul, what was the catalyst for last year's inaugural event? Our friends up in Buena Vista held a community dinner. Uh, this will be their third one this year. So uh, we saw pictures of that event, and a couple of people on Facebook said, boy, you know, we should do something around here. And Kathy and I started talking about it, and Kathy said, yeah, we should really do this around <laughs> here. And I said, yes, we should, and off we went. So uh, BV, I know, has a similar event. Are these things held out throughout the United States? I know that we are the only other community in Colorado that's doing hmm. it, which, you know, given the turnout at both of our events, we find remarkable because it's, it's just a wonderful experience for everyone. But as far as I know, Gary, we are the only two communities in Colorado that are doing this type of event. Well, it just might catch on. So by any measure, last Last year's event was a home run. Uh, there was a sea of humanity, or maybe more of a river of humanity, given the table set up. How many people participated last year? When we started talking about this event, we were very hopeful about getting 400 people to show up. <laughs> and the numbers just kept growing as we got closer and closer to the event, and we ended up having 1,200 reservations last year. Wow. And uh, are you on track for this year to be about the same or perhaps bigger? Well, as of this morning, we, we are at 1,200 right now. And there's still a couple more weeks left to make reservations. And so we anticipate, I think we're going to hit 1,400. Paul thinks we're going to hit what? Bigger. Bigger. He thinks that we're going to do more. <laughs> All right. There you heard it, folks. The prediction <laughs> on the air. Now, for those who weren't there last year, how does the whole thing work? How, how does someone get involved either as a, a sponsor or a participant? Well, we don't really have sponsors this year. We were That was a conscious decision that we made, not to have any, any one organization be named as a sponsor. We wanted to just have it be a community event. As far as volunteers go, we, we have openings, Gary. We have, uh, it's, it's pretty uh, labor-intensive experience, the rental Tables and chairs show up in the early afternoon, and we have a team of people that we need to put together the chairs and tables down Main Street, and then to serve the food, and also to uh, clean up, put the tables and chairs away after. So we have uh, we have a number of people that have expressed interest in helping, but we always have more openings, and uh, you can call me at 783-9750, or we do have an email address. It's valleystrongdinner at gmail.com, 
And one thing that we haven't talked about yet is uh, we have uh, plans to have the community provide cookies for our dessert this year. And we will once again be putting out a call to the community for uh, to provide cookies for dessert. We had a absolutely wonderful response last year, so we decided to do that again. The cookies were definitely a highlight last year. I remember that. Folks can sign up for a table of eight. Uh, at least that's the way it worked last year. Pretty much the same this year? That's generally how it works. Someone si- signs up to host a table, and that commits that person to filling the table. However, a, a number of the people who have hosted tables have said they just want to open up the seats to mm. strangers. And so if you do not have a table and you don't feel like hosting a table, we don't want that to stop you from participating. So please just email us and we will find a slot for you to plug you in and, and seat you. So there truly is a seat for everyone mm-hmm. and there will be food for everyone. Yeah. So thinking about last year, what was the biggest surprise putting together the first one? You you walk into it with certain expectations, and you're always surprised. Well, I for me, I think the surprise was the sheer number of people that participated and the amount of support that we had from the community, and then how many hours it takes to pull that much <laughs> pork. I mean, that, that was a surprise for me as well. Um, but it was... That I, I think, you know, it was probably, f- what, 400 people that actually helped pull this together, you know, and pull it off. And so, I mean, it is, it's a community event. Paul and I, who kind of co-chair this at, the, at, at this point, but we wouldn't be able to do it without hundreds mm-hmm. of others. Any process improvements for this year over last year? Considerable ones. After, the, <laughs> after last year, Paul couldn't get an, didn't get enough of the dinner. And so he went to BV to actually help them put on theirs. And he learned a lot that we're going to incorporate this year. And one of the things we learned is if we ever get to 3,200 people <laughs> like they did last year, it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> but we, we did, we're, um, one improvement we're going to make is uh, rather than bring out the pulled pork directly from the oven, we are going to do some food preparation in advance. We're going to have everything ready, and at 5.30 sharp, we are going to distrib- we're going to distribute the food to the tables rather than have people go to serving stations. That's, that's one change we've made. And I think another another change is we realize we need a lot more people on the ground just to answer questions. And we need, we'll have donation stations, um, and we'll have a lot of people who will have the seating assignments. And so we will, there will be designated helpers through at the beginning of the event. And then after the event, we were, it was a daunting task to look down Main Street and see all those empty tables and chairs <laughs> and Troy and the football team and a lot of folks uh, stuck around to help us stack tables and chairs. But we're asking people in advance uh, appointedly to help stick around this year and help stack tables and chairs at the end of the event. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that the, the day of, I know. Yeah. What are the biggest challenges in staging an event this large? The biggest surprise that Kathy and I have had uh, doing this is the amount of support we have had from the community. And uh, every challenge is if we have a, a need, all we have to do is ask. And our experience is the community has stepped up and answered the call. So uh, every problem has been solvable with the help of the community. And it's actually 
has run surprisingly well the first time, and we anticipate it running even smoother the second time around. I think a, another factor, a large factor involved in this is that we didn't invent this. And so we spoke to Buena Vista before we put on this first one, and they let us have the, the framework and the guidelines of how they do their events. So we had a really strong working template to begin with, and then we've done a little, we did a little bit to make it unique to us, but but boy, they they lined it up for us, and so we just we just took what they did and copied it. And they they, they were very encouraging to us. And and uh, Brian Yates, who was the organizer of the first couple years uh, in Buena Vista, said, and I quote, "Steal anything and everything you like," and we have proceeded to do exactly that. <laughs> and it has been a tremendous help to get us up and running on the community dinner. And we would make it make what we know available to any other town that would like to do this. So if we would like to grow from two people in two towns in Colorado to more than that. Yeah. Uh, what do you still need in terms of uh, resources or people's time to pull this off? I, I know there's a lot that goes on with the tables and chairs on the day of setting up and taking down. Any, anything else? Once again, we have a, a big commitment from uh, various organizations at our uh, local schools, and they have volunteered to help with before, during, and after. I think one of the things that would be helpful for us also is if you are planning on coming to the dinner and you haven't made reservations, to please do so. We have to put the final order in for the pork and for the buns uh, in the week of September 11th. And so if we can get all the reservations in by the 12th of September, then we know how much to order. And so... so Obviously, many people are already signed up, but if somebody's out there and is not yet part of the community dinner, how might they get included? Go to a website, call somebody? They can do all of the above. Mm -hmm. They can go to the website, um, which is www.valleystrong.us. Oh, the phone number is my phone number. I am the courtesy desk for the telephone uh, calls for the community dinner. I'm at 783-9750, and the email address we're using is valleystrongdinner at gmail.com. One other thing that people can do to help is is make a donation, and that can be done online. And we're very fortunate that CART is our umbrella 501c3 who is... Um, hosting this event. So any donation is tax deductible, but that can be done through our website as well. And there will also be stations at the dinner that people can donate. Uh, one difference between last year's dinner and this year is we maxed out the company in Pueblo where we obtained our tables and chairs. And uh, in addition to the 500 chairs and numerous tables being donated by uh, Valley Ace Hardware. We're having to go to Colorado Springs to source our table and chair rentals, and they are going to be delivering and picking up, and that is a cost that is considerably higher than it was last year. So we are, uh, we are asking the community to, to step up and help us with the cost this year. The Valley Strong Community Dinner is Wednesday, September 20th, beginning at 5.30. If you're not signed up, you can still do that by going to uh, Valley Strong U.S. or calling Paul. Paul, that number again? 783-9750. Last year, it was amazing to see that double row of tables that went from 3rd Street almost down to the market. 
also, uh, you make it sound like the community comes together and this just happens, but I know <laughs> that uh, it takes people at the top really organizing it. So on behalf of the community, thanks to Kathy and Paul for uh, being those people. Uh, Kathy and Paul, thanks for joining me today. Our pleasure. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. So there's still time to get involved. We've been visiting with Kathy Snow and Paul Leach, organizers for the second annual Valley Strong Community Dinner right here on Main Street in Westcliff on Wednesday, September 20th at 5.30. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground.